the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, Icy Robots, and we're back for another exhausting episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where we're going to try to take your sad moods and turn them into glad moods. We're going we're gonna to take a look at all the things going on in the world, and we're going to put like a real positive spin on the mundanity that is our present lives. I, I hope that you guys are all doing well, I hope everything is great, I hope that life is, uh, life is taking an upswing for you dudes. It's about the same for me. Over here, just kind of day in and day out with the old routines. But still, you know, trying my best to have a good time with it. Because after a while, things are going to go back to normal. They're going to go back to normal eventually. And I think that I think that when that happens, we're going to look back at this time that we had. And we're going we're gonna to wonder if we spent it well. Because we're going to be back doing the things we used to do. Going to stores. Just life spent shopping and doing all kinds of errands and stuff. And once we get back there, dude, we're going to... We're going to really have a fondness, I think, for this period of time where we were just, like, stuck in the house, watching TV, doing whatever. I I want to spend this time well, and I want to help you guys spend it well. If you're spending time with me, it's it's time well spent. But at any rate, I, I didn't get that G.I. Joe in the mail that I was expecting. The mail service is really slow lately, but I'm not... I'm not complaining in any way. I got a, I got a lot of sympathy for the boys out there doing the hard work, fighting the good fight, bringing things to my house. But I... I'm sad. I'm sad that I didn't get it, but I just, I went over to the shelf and I grabbed one off there that I may, I may or may not have talked about in the past. And I was just like, I'll bring that over here and we'll, hold on one sec. Let me get this. Something fell into the wires here on my computer. Let me, um, let me grab that. I'm sure you can hear me bouncing around this thing. Got it. The, uh, figure that I have right here in my hand is a figure that goes by the name of Zorana. Zorana is a dreadnought. She's also Zartan's sister. She also... She has that freaky-deaky, uh, color-changing power that Zartan had. I, I had her outside a couple weeks ago. I was trying to get a picture. The picture didn't turn out great. I didn't like it. I think I ended up taking it down. But I was trying to get a picture of her in a swampy-looking environment. And then, all of a sudden, she turned green. And I was like, I was really surprised because I forgot all about that. I don't go outside with her or Zartan or even, uh, Xandar all that often. I should, but I don't. But anyway, it really, really put a surprise into me. I've had her for, I've had her for a while. I think I mentioned, it may even have been back in the Icy Robots show. I think I might have mentioned when she came in the mail. But I, I like Zorana a lot. She's so, she's so punk rock looking with her kooky hair. She kind of has that like, that like punk rock sensibility that was around at a certain point. Where it's sort of like, it was sort of like rockabilly mixed in with like a, like a hardcore punk kind of thing. Because she has kind of like a 50s do almost. Like one of those, one of those rockabilly gal uh, hairdos. But then she has like crazy clothes on, like spikes and guns and all kinds of kooky stuff. She's, she's pretty cool, man. She's one of my faves. I prefer her way, way over Xandar, but not as much as Zartan. They all have a... They all have a kooky look. Let's, um, let's get the guide. I dropped it. This is some, this is some grade A pro radio. You know, this is, this is the, the big leagues. Let's, uh, let's find her here in the guide. I actually have the page open for once. Believe it or not, I came in at least like, at least like a small bit prepared. She came out in, uh, 1986. And her, uh, category listing is that of Zartan's sister, with the same color-changing capabilities that Zartan, 1984, and Xandar, 1986, possess. 
Their sister Zorana is a professional assassin who gains access to her victims through skillful acting and masterful use of makeup and disguise. Her prototype dossier cites her once aspiring acting career. Zorana could have had a brilliant career on the stage if the evil in her nature hadn't been so strong. I I dig it. There are two different versions of Zorana. Two different hair sculpts. The hairs, the hairstyle is definitely different on one. One of them has kind of a, uh, kind of a more elongated head. I have the version A, the earlier variant. Let's see, um, does she have earrings? No, she doesn't have earrings. The second, the second iteration of Zorana has some little earrings, but, uh, mine sadly does not. It'd be cool to have, like, I think the head sculpt is better on version one, but the earrings on version two are cool, but it's fine. It's all good. Uh, she has a weapon that is like a gun, but it has like a spinning blade on the end. Because she's a lunatic, dude. She's like a she's like a sadomasochist, man. She doesn't want to just shoot you. She doesn't want to put you out of your misery. She wants to like chop you to shreds. She's nuts. She's bananas. I also have, I also have Zorana carded. I picked her up at a toy show in Sacramento. That was one of my, one of my more fun purchases. She wasn't too much, as I recall. I'm thinking like $60.00. At the time, to me, that's not, like, the money I want to spend on a toy. But at the same time, it's, like, 60 bucks for, like, an actual, factual G.I. Joe on the card. That's, that's a bit of a bargain. Just something that old, surviving for that long in, like, a really great shape is, uh, it's hard to believe. I have it in, like, a plastic case. It's up on the wall. I'm looking at it right now up there. I remember for the longest time I wanted to open it. Not really. But I didn't have the Zorana figure like the Lucy Goosey Zorana. I only had the uh, Zorana on the card and I wanted to pop her out. But then I went ahead and just bought her. I don't know. I I don't think I would have opened her up. But it is, you know, anything's possible, I guess. On the uh, on the cartoon, she had a storyline where she had a romance with Mainframe. I remember that being a big memory of Zorana. You know, I'm not as much of an authority on the G.I. Joe cartoon as I am on the toys and, and the comic books. I've seen every episode of the cartoon, like, numerous times. Don't get me wrong. But, like... I saw him back in the day when I was like a young sprat and like the memories, the memories aren't as rich and as full as the, the comics. I still, I still tape them off the cable. There's some channel that plays like G.I. Joe and Transformers and other like Hasbro related cartoons sometimes in the afternoons. And I, I have the, uh, I have the DVR set to get that. And I'll, I'll check them out every once in a while. They're still very, very, very high quality. I got to say the writing is good. The story's good. The animation's really good for the most part. They... They do hold up. They actually have, like, real-life storylines that are, like, way, way heavy, way complex at points. Good stuff. But, um, Zorana did play a part on that show, which is, which is cool. Zartan was a big character. The Dreadnoughts really got, they got, like, a big push. There are, like, quite a few Dreadnoughts. You know, just got Thrasher the other week, and, uh, that was a Dreadnought purchase. We got Buzzer just the other week. Speaking of good old Thrasher, here is a scene from uh, the cartoon where he, uh, well, there's no other way to put it. He tries to uh, assault a uh, unsuspecting lady who turns out to be Zorana. Taking a dip, love. Zorana, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know it was you. You took the film in my camera. But not in my earrings. We'll soon know everything we need to penetrate the Joe Stockade. I uh, love Zorana's voice uh, on that on that bit. You almost forget that they're Australian 
almost. I mean, that's like one of the central components of their character, but it almost like, it almost skips my mind because when I'm like, you know, when I was a kid playing with them and I'm play acting and stuff, I'm just like hearing my own voice in my head. I, I didn't really like voice my characters out loud. I wasn't like that kid when I was like a young guy playing. I wasn't like, hey, Zartan, let's go on over here and we're going to do this to Duke. I... I would just, like, think it in my head. But I had other friends who, who would act it out loud. And I always, I always kind of had, like, a respect for their confidence to do that in front of other people. But I, I was not that guy. I was not that guy yet. You know what I, what I noticed when I was watching that clip? You couldn't see it, but you know what Thrasher looks like. We talked about him, like, a few episodes back and how he also has, like, that, uh, that, like, rockabilly haircut. Like, that rockabilly hairdo, that 50s kind of... 50s kind of greaser look, which was prevalent in the punk rock style of, of the day. Just like, just like Zorana, who we were talking about. Maybe it's like a Dreadnought thing. I don't know. Maybe it's an Australian thing. Or maybe it's just that the dudes who were designing these, like, punk rock biker dudes were kind of, kind of out of touch with the modern style. And they just, like, took it back to what, like, tough guys were wearing back when they were kids. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? It looks cool. It's interesting. Let's move forward and find out what our guy Gino Vega had for lunch. Yesterday, what did Chino Vega have for lunch? Yesterday, I see robots and Chino Vega calling to check in and let you know what I had for lunch yesterday. What did I have for lunch yesterday? What I had for lunch yesterday, we had um, procured an apple pie for the 4th of July. And um, some have said apple pie was still remaining. And I decided to... Eat a slice of that apple pie for lunch yesterday, which I did. Um, but apple pies kind of got me thinking to my childhood. Uh, anytime I have an apple pie, it reminds me of Hostess Pies. And Hostess Pies got me thinking about McDonald's. And while I, what I did not have for lunch yesterday were McDonald's chicken nuggets. For some reason, McDonald's chicken nuggets got fixated in my uh, uh, palate memory. Um, and I realized I haven't had them in a long time, possibly decades. But I vividly remember the taste. Do they even still make the same style of chicken nuggets? I don't know. I haven't been to Mickey in a while. I might have to send the drone down to make some inquiries. Talk to you soon. Bye. That is, uh, that's super wild to me because I have nuggets, like, all the time. Like, seriously, like, way more than I would care to admit. We, um, for the most part, when we get, like, out coffee, like, coffee from, you know, outside the house, we'll get it at McDonald's, especially lately, because we can just, like, dip through the, uh, drive-thru. And the McDonald's coffee is a dollar. And it's pretty, it's pretty good for that price. I would put it up against, like, just, like, a Starbucks coffee or in any standard coffee. It's good, man. It beats, like, it beats gas station coffee. It beats the coffee at the Wilco. Beats the coffee at the Circle K. But at any rate, every time we go there, we'll get the two coffees. And then, like, one of us will kind of fold and either get, like, a thing of French fries to share or, like, a four-pack of nuggets and we'll uh, each eat two nuggets. I eat nuggets, like, all the time. Like, every week. At least every week. I, I like a nugget, man. My favorite uh, dipping sauce is the sweet and sour. The wife likes barbecue. The kid likes barbecue. The wife also likes the spicy mustard. It's it's interesting. I was thinking back to, like, back in the day. I remember, like, nuggets were, like, over, like, Rover, dude. Like, they were over, like, crazy. When nuggets came around, this was, like, a groundbreaking food technology. Like, once McDonald's invented nuggets, dude, that was, like, inventing the hamburger. Every restaurant, like, out there copied, like, the nugget phenomenon. This was huge, dude. It was, like, a whole, whole new food group. And when, when you would go and you would order your nuggets, what I remember was, like, 
you would get the nugs and you would get like one sauce. They were like tight on the sauce. And I think this was, I think this was a smart move because it forced you to like order multiple nugget packages over time. You couldn't just go, let me get one of each. Let me get the barbecue, the sweet and sour, the spicy mustard, the uh, Szechuan, whatever the, you know, the case may be. And you could just try them all out. They would let you get the barbecue and then that was it. And then the next time you came in, or even that time, I guess, if you were that kind of guy, you would have to order like the spicy mustard to see what, see what that was like. And then every once in a while, they would come out with some kind of like test uh, flavor or like, you know, special flavor. They marketed nuggets like very, very, very well. They had like little nugget characters. They had like the toys for the nugget characters. I have a, I have a little chicken nugget right here. I have a chicken nugget right here on my shelf. And then look at this. I have a transforming chicken nugget package. I kind of, sort of collect McDonald's stuff. I collect McDonald's stuff that I had as a kid. I have very, very fond memories of McDonald's. You guys know I'm like a big, big McDonald's guy. I still order McDonald's just like, just on the reg, dude. If you, um, if you needed for me to define comfort food. Right now I'm like, I'm trying to transform this, uh, this chicken nugget. This is the one that is like, he's like a dinosaur. Let's see, here's his tail. I can't get his head to come out. There it goes, it was kind of stuck. Got his head out. There's his tail. I would say he's more like an alligator. He's like an alligator nugget. I think there was, there was another varietal of these two. Let's see what else I have up here. Here is, here's a small little dipping sauce. I have no idea what this would have come from. It's from Fisher Price. And it's like the same size as like a nugget sauce container, but it's, um, it's plastic. It's pretty cool, man. You could put fun stuff inside of there. Uh, Fisher Price, they did have like a McDonald's playset. You know what I want? It's not Fisher Price Adventure People. It's something else, but they made a McDonald's. Like, whereas the Fisher Price people are circles, their bases are circular. These ones are more like, they have the round head. They have the spherical head, but their base is more of a, of a square. They're very similar to Adventure People, but they, um... They made a McDonald's playset, and I, I really want it. We were at the flea market one time, and there was a vendor there who had the uh, Fisher Price Castle, right? The Fisher Price Little People Castle with most of the accessories, not the dragon. The dragon's the hard one to come by, but they had most of the stuff to, uh, aside from the dragon. But they also, they had the uh, the McDonald's playset for the uh, other square-based people. But we only had a little bit of money left. It was like we'd already spent our funds, we, we had well enough for the castle. And the wife is a collector of Fisher-Price little people, so we're gonna get the castle faux show. But I wanted this McDonald's so bad that I I kinda wanted to see if I could talk her out of it, but I knew that would be like her trying to talk me out of getting some G.I. Joes so that she could get something that isn't even like her main collector item. It would be like her trying to uh, talk me out of getting some G.I. Joe stuff so that she could get some glamour gals. Like, sure, she likes glamour gals, but they're not Barbie. They're not Strawberry Shortcake. They're not Fisher Price Adventure people. They're not on, like, the top of her list. They're just on the list. So she got that castle. She still has it. She loves it. She's, but uh, I want that McDonald's. I covet it. I'm hoping that someday when the flea markets are back, maybe I'll find it. I don't know. Let's hope. Uh, what's next? We're going to move forward into the never-ending heavily contested Battle for Oak Park. The Izzy Robots Stuck at Home Show presents the Battle for Oak Park. We're in it to win it, even if it goes on for years. We are faux show, in it to win it, if it goes on for years. This is the Battle for Oak Park, the 
the driving force of my life right now. I am over at that Pokemon gym. This is, this is going to be some Pokemon Go talk, but don't worry. It's good. It's fun. It's interesting. Don't sweat it. You'll have a good time, even if you don't play, but I suggest you do. It's fun. This is more a story of a man, a man and his obsession than it is a story of a game. I go over to this gym. Like, I can't even tell you how many times a day, dude. I'm going crazy. I'm going insane. My body's falling apart. But I cannot give in in this war. It's a war between me and this other guy who goes by the name of Bob Newhart at this point. So let me let me break it down to you this way. I get up in the morning. I do my morning stuff. I water the plants. I do whatever. Then I walk over to the Poke Gym. And usually when I get there in the morning, it's controlled by the red team. I fight it. I defeat it. I take it over for Team Instinct. That's the yellow team. That's my team. I'm walking away. I'm walking through the school. I'm going back to my house. I look at my phone. They've knocked the gym off again. I'm not even like off the school ground. So I turn back around. I go over there, knock it off. I knock it out. It's mine again. Team instinct all the way. I'm walking away. They knock it off again. So I go back over there and I'm kind of laying in the cut. I'm kind of like laying in the cut by a bush and I'm looking around and I can see him. I see my foe in a car. He's sitting in a car knocking the gym off as soon as I knock the gym off. So I sit there and I wait and I wait, not for very long, a couple minutes, maybe five minutes. I wait for long enough for him to drive away. Then I knock it off again and I go home. So I'm home. I have control of the gym. I'm sitting there. I'm doing whatever. And then I, I look over on my phone and I see that he's knocked it off again. So I grab the dog, put the dog on her leash. I'm like, let's, uh, let's take our time. We'll give him time to leave, and then we'll go back over this. So we walk around, and we're uh, we're going through the field, the school field, right behind my behind my house. And then the dog, the dog has to do her dog business. So I pick it up in in a plastic bag, and I'm walking with it, but I don't, I don't want to carry it with me the whole time because I'm going to go battle the poke gym. So I I walk over to my yard and I throw the dog mess in the bag, like over my fence near my um, back door so I can pick it up when I get home and I don't have to carry it. And this guy, he sees me. He sees me do it. And he's looking at me. And I don't owe this guy nothing. I don't owe him an answer. But I look at him and I go, it's my yard. And he looks at me and he goes, it better be. And I said, or what? And then I then I walked away. But I'm thinking like, if this were a sitcom, if this was some kind of a sitcom, I would have said, you know, you're right. I made a mistake. Let's go to that house And let's apologize. You can come with me. I'll apologize to the guy and I'll go pick the mess up out of his yard. I'm glad that you saw me do this. I'm glad you're acting as a conscience for me. And we would walk all the way over there and I would stand behind him and have him ring the doorbell. And then when he rang the doorbell, I would open the door, go inside, close the door, open the door again. And I'd be in there and go, yes, can I help you? And then like the laugh track would go off. But that didn't happen because it's real life. And I just said... Or, or what? And I walked away because I don't I don't care. I don't care what he thinks. It is my yard. But then I went over, went over to the Pokestop and I sat there and the dog sat on the on the pic- t- picnic table with me and we knocked it off again. But man, this is starting to take its toll. I'm not even kidding. The other day I had 15,000 steps on my phone of going back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, on top of like, you know, the normal working out and the normal day to day, it's really taking a toll. And I refuse to drive over there. It's like so close. It would just be, it would be cheating in my mind. And I, I finally had to say, what is going to define victory in this war? Because there's never been like a poke gym that somebody holds down for all eternity. It just doesn't, doesn't work that way. So I said, if I can hold it down for one 
whole day, one 24-hour period. We're going to consider that the first step toward victory in the war. That's what we're looking for right now, 24 hours straight. And if he does it too, if I get sick or I get hurt or something happens and he holds it down for 24, any other team holds it down for 24 straight, then they win the war. But right now, I am in there. Let's, uh, let's see. I left a Snorlax in there. Snorlax is a good defensive Pokemon. Let's see. It's only been a couple hours. I'm not even kidding. It's not very long at all. The most I've ever held it down was like a nighttime, like one whole night. That's a success. And then like into the morning. Um, let's see. Where is it? There is a... The Snorlax has only been there for an hour and a half. Not a whole long time at all. He's probably just waiting to roll over there again. There's still other people on his team. Other people on different teams too. There's still Shea Shadow. But also... We got Karen P. on our, t our side. When I woke up this morning, I was really, like, glad to see that, like, the gym was being held by Yellow. But it wasn't being held by me. Wasn't being held by the wife. Wasn't being held by Karen P. It was being held by six other people on Team Yellow. It was really, it was really great. I felt like I, like I sent out the call for reinforcements and they came. But then, by the time I finished, like, drinking my coffee and looking at the paper and doing all that stuff... My guy Bob Newhart had already knocked it out again. So this is this is going to be the war to end all wars. This is going to be going on for a long time. I, I hope I got the strength. If you're one of my Pokemon piles out there, please send me gifts. Send me gifts as many as you can right now because I need potions. I need revives. I'm running out of I'm running out of supplies, which is a common problem in war. I better I better I uh, get radar on the horn to call Icor. And we'll see, uh, we'll see what they can do for us. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show, the highlight of your day. Our Records presents... Our Records presents... Our Records presents... As for the purpose of this flight to the largely unexplored Gabanzi Highlands... It all began only a few days ago, when Commissioner Gordon asked a favor of me in his office. John and Mary Tate. And the fact that they'll be visiting Cotham City has been splashed all over the media. That's why I'd be grateful if you acted as the Tate's bodyguard while they're here. You're worried about possible action from enemy I'd agents? I'd feel a lot better if I knew you'd never be far from their side. All these thoughts ran through my mind as I met the famous couple that afternoon at Gotham Airport. Told Mary and me to expect such an esteemed figure to offer himself as our guide to Gotham City. John and I have been in awe of you for years. That is one feeling, Mrs. Tate, I assure you, is mutual. I consider it a privilege to be of service. Much of the night drifted by peacefully, using transcendental meditation to ease my mind into a relaxed level of consciousness. Relaxed, but ever alert. And then I heard it. My TM trance was suddenly interrupted by the sound of a breaking window. <laughs> It's me, Mr. Granville. It's time for you to take the lifestyle survey, you idiot. Sit down and get ready for lifestyle questions. Question 1. Do you prefer Fanta or do you prefer Shasta? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Fanta, I guess. I think I prefer Fanta. Wrong. Answer. You prefer Shasta. I wanna rock and roll up, I wanna pop, 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 p
hated it. Oh, this is so corny, man. This show's so kind of wet act, man. man. Tell right. me, what are they saying, man? Yo, yeah, man, I kind of like it, man. What? You, you put the tape back in, ain't what? Your knees can't take the power, so hard running is out. And you got arthritis in your neck, and you've got calcium deposits on most of your joints. So what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma, horsepower. Every time you hit him with a shot, horsepower, horsepower. It's good old-fashioned blunt force trauma, horsepower, horsepower. Heavy-duty, cast-iron, pile-driving punches, horsepower, horsepower. Blunt force trauma, yeah. Let's start building some hurting bombs. All right, it is me, Icy Robots, and we're back for the last segment of the show, man. We're going to make it. It's been a long, hard grind to get here to uh, where we are now, but we're going we're gonna to punch out the HPI really quick, and then we're going to get up on our way. We're going to enjoy our lives. It's going to be awesome. Man, I am I am hurting like nobody's business as of late. I've been um, I'm trying to take my workouts to like, a, to like a greater height because I got a lot of... I got a lot of time, but what I've learned is you have to be wary of overdoing it. Just because, like, just because, like, you're doing it now and it feels okay, it doesn't mean that, like, the next day or even the day after that, that you're going to be, like, feeling great. Because let me say, if you overdo it, you're not going to be feeling great. You're going to be feeling awful. And I am right now, I'm physically kind of, I'm physically kind of feeling awful. I might have to, uh, I might have to switch my Calgon soak to a, uh, Epsom salt. So, because my back is on ache, I, I hurt my wrist the other day too, doing, um, I was doing some curls in the garage and I just like, I don't know, man, I picked the weight up wrong and before I know it, I was like, ah, like, like grabbing my wrist, like, ah, I had to get my, uh, my wife to like wrap it. Like right now I have it wrapped like I'm, uh, like I'm going to go, uh, into the ring against, uh, John L. Sullivan or something. It's like, it's great. I look like, I look like Terry Funk. How he always has, like, his right hand taped up, not the left. I, I feel like that. I'm just, like, I'm ready to go into the ring. But, man, I am just, like, hurting, like, nobody's business. So, please, I want you guys to do some horsepower initiative. I want you guys to get stronger. I want you guys to get fitter. I want you guys to get better in everything you do. But make sure not to overdo it. I try not to lift or do, like, heavy kind of workouts, like, more than, like, one day in a row, like, We'll do like the tire, you know, flip the tire and then I'll kind of, I'll kind of take the next day off and maybe just like ride my bike or go for a bunch of walks over to the Pokestop or whatever. But if I like, if I do the tire, then I do the weights the next day, I'm hurting, it's curtains. So let's, uh, let's get into the cards right now. We haven't, we haven't pulled any new cards for a while. So let's, uh, let's shuffle the deck right now. I got these. I got these uh, playing cards from Winston, the cigarette company, Winston, you know, the uh, the healthy cigarette alternative. Let's get these all all shuffled up. The first one I'm going to pull off the top is the amount of, let's say, sit-ups. No, let's say push-ups. The first card is the amount of push-ups you're going to do. Oh, this is, this is a good one for everybody up there. We got four. We got four push-ups. The next card I'm going to pull out is the amount of uh, squats we're going to do. Five. Good for you guys again. And then here is, here's another one. Let's uh, pull this one out. This one is the Joker, does not count. This is a Jack. 
So we're going to take this jack. Jack is 10. We're going to multiply that by 3. And we're going to try to do uh, planking. We're going to try to plank for 30 seconds. we got 4 push-ups, 5 squats, 30-second plank. Let's try to do uh, 3 sets of that. I know that. I know that you guys can do it, man. I know that you can do it. And look, it's going to hurt at first. The first time you get up there, you do some workout. It hurts. Even after a while, it hurts. I hurt almost every workout I have. But it's like, no pain, no gain, dude. You don't make it ahead in the game without, like, some kind of cost to your body. The only way you improve is to kill yourself, in a manner of speaking. Don't actually do it, please. Please do not hurt yourself in any actual, factual way. But hurt yourself, hurt your body doing push-ups. But in, like, in like a healthy way. I, I got to admit, like, right now, I'm kind of down on working out because I just, like, I get these nagging injuries. Then they take forever to go away because I'm, like, 15,000 years old. I wonder if you guys feel the same way, but I'm, like, so old that when I get hurt, it just takes forever and ever to, like, snap back to normal. I'm, like, I'm popping ibuprofens all day. When I go out there and I flip that tire, when, when I go out there and I lift, like, some weird piece of metal that I found over at the middle school, it's, like, I'm hurting. The other day, my hands were hurting. I, like, my hands were stuck, like, in little fists. I could barely, like, open them up. This was... This was part of the wrist issue that I had, but like my, I had like these little fists that I could barely, I could barely open. It was awful. But hey, man, you got to pay the cost to be the boss, as they say. So we got four push-ups, five squats, thirty-second planks. Try to do three sets of these. Do it every other day until we meet again. And by that time, by that time, you're gonna be fit as a fiddle, dude. You're gonna be looking like the ultimate warrior. You're gonna be looking like Mr. T in his prime. It's gonna be great. So, my guys, I'm gonna head for the hills. This has been a long, grueling episode. This has been, this has been a real backbreaker for me, man. I'm dying right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like soak in some Epsom salts, and then I'm gonna sit on a hot pad so I can. So I can get my thighs to unloosen so that I can walk without a weird limp. That's the that's the thing about switching over and becoming like a workout guy. I feel like I'm walking with a limp all the time. It sucks. But uh, what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Because ultimately, we know where this is going to go from here. So do the time. Don't let the time do you. Time seems hard right now. But you got to believe Things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. The announcers on this program are employed by Georgia Championship Wrestling Incorporated.